Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Um, okay, so tech crew, there should be um, some slides coming up that list our <laughs> list all of our key staff. Because I wanted to start us off as we we're getting people back into the room by introducing some of the folks that make this conference happen. So. Um, you know, Eric and I are up here the whole time. Last night, some of you met Ratika during Ignite. But really, this conference is run by a bunch of other people. In fact, if we could pull up the screen here, you'd see there's like a dozen people back here. But we've got a few people who run this conference all year long, who are really working on it full time, who are our partners in making it happen. And I wanted to give you guys a chance to meet them. So please, let's have them come up. And I will introduce very quickly here. We've got our executive producers, Heather McGough. <laughs> Melissa Moore, our program chair, Ratika Puri, and Mercedes Krauss, who's the startup managing editor for The How, a new site that we have um, in soft launch right now, how.co. And behind the screen, you cannot see her, but we have Michelle Kimball, who runs the live stream and our social network. So I wanted you all to see these folks, because as I said, they are our partners. And if you see them around during the conference, these are the people to thank for everything good that has happened. Something bad is going down, you let me and Eric know, but the good stuff, these are the folks who are responsible. They really um, have made this conference a huge difference from what it was three years ago when we started working together. So thank you guys so much. Um, all right, so I want to spend um, a couple of minutes explaining how we pick speakers, because it's a little different than the way most conferences do it. Um, and we have some different results, as many of you have noticed. So what most conferences do is two things to find speakers. You invite people, and that could be people that you know or people that you know of because they're famous or well-known in your sector like Ben. Um, or you have a, a big open call for proposals. You ask people to apply to speak. That's how every conference finds speakers. And we do that too, but we have hacked the process some. And I have written about it extensively. I'm not going to go into all the details here. It would take all day. Um, at this link, um, you can read about it on the Harvard Business Review site. I wrote about it after our conference last year. But I do want to talk a little bit about some of what we do that makes things different. Because you may have noticed that some of the people on stage, in fact, most of the people on stage, are people you don't already know. So a lot of conferences try to get folks that you know their names, and that's the big draw. And for us, part of what we're trying to do here is find people you couldn't hear anywhere else. You can't hear these people at TechCrunch Disrupt, and you can't hear them at Pando's events. We are, part of our job is to curate the stories and find the stories you couldn't hear at any other conference. So when we do that, when we go out and look for people who aren't already on the speaking circuit, part of what happens is they're not already speakers. So we have to figure out how do we help those people get to the level where they can be on stage and you can learn from them. So there's a bunch of things we do that are kind of interesting and a little different. So the first thing is we have a big, we do have a big call for proposals and we do a lot, as I said, to, to make sure that it looks different than most calls for proposals and we get in a different pool of candidates. And then we mark off the people who are the most likely to tell great stories. We get on the phone with them. We have a lot of calls to figure out, like we have dozens and dozens, probably close to 100 calls with people to figure out who has the stories. And we pick the speakers from that group of folks. And then we give them a lot of support to become good speakers. So one of the things that we do is um, a, uh, we give them guidelines on the slides. So the slides are going to be something everybody's going to see 
pretty straightforward. We give slide guidelines. And one of the things I want you to know is that um, it's mostly stuff about how to make the slides work better for you as, an, as the audience. But there's one thing in it that's really important to us as the presenters, which is that the slides have to all have, um, the images and all the slides have to be um, things, images for which the speaker owns the rights. No images that are um, either, that are owned by somebody else, that are proprietary. So one of the things that happens in the first um, batch of slides that we see is people haven't quite figured out what that means. What does it mean to have the rights to the slides? Um, and we got people's draft decks three and a half weeks ago. So most conferences, the speakers just show up with their decks, and they show up, and we run them, and that's it. In our case, we got the first decks three and a half weeks ago so that we could review them with everybody. And what we found is people didn't get this idea of image rights completely. So um, here's a quick quiz. If you wanted to talk about impending failure at your company, what would be the most um, obvious picture you could think of? Think Saturday morning cartoons. I want to know, like, really, what would you, if you wanted to show us impending failure, what would cartoon picture be you'd pick? Thank you, Wile E. Coyote, exactly. So this image was in seven of the slide decks. I have saved you guys from seeing this image seven times. Um, more to the point, I have saved us from getting takedown notices for having that image in all of the slides that we post online. To the speaker's credit, most of them came up with a, a, a higher resolution version than I found. Um, I am going to take the hit on our takedown here. I have the, the one image that we do not own. And Warner Brothers, whoever does own this, can, can come after us for this. I'm going to absorb the hit. So you shouldn't see Wile E. Coyote on these, but what you should see are really um, great decks that support the, what the speakers are saying. So that's one of the things we did. We helped speakers with their slides. But we also um, did something unusual for conferences. We did speaker training. And that had two components. We had um, Sally Cohn who's a very accomplished speaker, a TED speaker. Um, she's a commentator on CNN and Fox. She's the progressive voice on those stations. Um, she did a, a training with all of our speakers on content, on how to have really great content that um, resonates with people. And we did another training that I ran on how to um, manage the physical aspects of speaking. And everybody participated in those. So we, you know, we have dozens of speakers. Everybody participated in those. In addition, we did something we've never done before. First year we did this. I, I realized last year that one of the things that happened was speakers get on stage, and I'd talked to them six months before when we first agreed to have them as speakers. And when they got on stage, it was the first time I was seeing the talk, which didn't make any sense. And we didn't have a chance to communicate about, like, well, how do we make this sure this really works for the audience? So this year, we did a whole round. Every single talk, Ritika, our program chair, and I watched every single talk um, over video call. It looked like this. We were on GoToMeeting. So that's me with the side eye kind of look. It's just a bad moment. <laughs> Ritika and Amanda Kranz, who was one of our Ignite speakers last night. But we literally did this with every single speaker. So we had a chance to refine the talks and help speakers get really confident that what they were talking about was going to resonate with you as an audience, because we know you guys. So um, that's pretty different. And we're going to see the results of it over the course of the conference. But I'm already feeling really good between Ignite and the talks this morning that we are on track. Um, all right, so one more note on this. As I said, Ritika was my partner this year in creating the conference. We're looking for more people to help with that. Um, and I'm interested in learning what, who wants to be a program chair. I have this idea that it could be people who have a lot of interest in entrepreneurship, or it could be people who have an editorial background. But I would like to know if you think you would be good at being in this job, 
or you're interested in this job, come talk to me today at the Grand Ballroom Lounge at 4 o'clock. It's the, it's the room right outside this over here. It's actually kind of a nice room to hang out in. Um, and I just want to do like a little customer development with all of you. Um, if you are interested in being a conference host or pro program chair, sort of inter-related um, ideas, come talk to me, because I would like to learn more about what that would mean for you, what would make it interesting for you, what skills you think you would need. We'll chat. All right. So let's get ourselves started here um, with our first speaker for this block. Um, we ran another conference in the spring called Office Optional. It was about remote work. And our next speaker, Cheryl Conti, was one of our most popular speakers. Um, and she's got some, in this block of talks, we really want to talk about like, how do you set yourself up for success over time and some of the hard decisions you have to make in that. Um, and Cheryl runs a a couple of companies that are, um, she runs, I say a couple of companies, like that's no big deal. She does run a couple of companies, and they are all remote. And so she's really thought a lot about how do you get remote teams working um, uh, to, to scale, and how do you get them collaborating? And we talk a lot about cross-functional teams. Cheryl's got some great stories for us about that. So please welcome Cheryl. 